Green Acres Garden Podcast is the podcast that will teach budding gardeners like you to grow your green thumb. For whether you're a newbie or a seasoned horticulturalist, you're sure to learn something new. Enjoy our conversations with community gardeners and gurus from Green Acres Nursery and Supply. We'll answer questions you didn't know you had. Well, hello, hello. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the show. This is the Green Acres Garden Podcast. I'm your happy host, Kevin Jordan, the thorniest prickle. So glad to be here. We have a great episode for you all about roses. But before we start that, let's check in with Austin, the bearded iris blank. How's it going, Austin? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you for the wonderful nicknames this week, Kevin. I love that. And uh, yeah, it's very exciting to be here talking about roses and pruning roses. Where do we go this week, Kevin? Well, roses are garden royalty, and so we actually had to go meet up with some some rose kind of royalty in a way, some rose queens and kings, if you will, of the Sierra Foothills Rose Society uh, tons of great people in there. It was a wonderful room, just packed with passionate rose growers. Um, some giving speeches and you know having lectures. Others just happy to be there to learn and listen. It actually, was really cool the way that they were teaching people. They had a, a lecture. They had you know PowerPoint, but then they actually had hands-on learning where you could go out, learn about pruning, and then go prune an actual rose uh, in person. It was fantastic. And some of the folks there that are growing and teaching about these roses, there are they are some high level. They are black belt level, if you will, uh, rose <laughs> <laughs> rosarians. And so this is the best of the best. So really a great episode this week. Yeah, I had a great time out there. And it was good to see some some familiar, um, you know, rose uh, friends, but then also some new people that we got to meet and uh, all the learning that was going on. It was very exciting. Plus, there was a chili cook-off. And I didn't know that those things were going to go to de- together so well, but they did. And I got to learn about roses and have some delicious chili. You know it. Yeah. Roses, you know, petals and peppers, baby. Uh, it was a great time. Yeah. They, they treated us so well and uh, we got to learn so much. Really. It's, it's great. Just great to be around people who are, you know, equally, if not more passionate about growing. And when it comes to roses, uh, these folks take it serious. Oh yeah. They're yeah, very enthusiastic. You know it. Uh, and it's infectious too. It, it gets me pumped for it. So um, I'm happy to share all of that with our listeners. We've got some great interviews. Uh, but before we jump into that, I do want to stop us for a moment. And Kevin, I've got a question for you from Please. a listener. Oh, business of the day. Let's do it. Yeah. So uh, this is also a timely thing. So I'm hoping that this could benefit others as well. Um, whether you're going out there to you know deal with roses or your garden, um, you know, it's been rainy. So I think some people have been thinking about that and are concerned about it. And this is a question from uh, one of our listeners. This is from Rodney. Thank you, Rodney, for sending this in. And uh, they say, hi, I want to plant a garden this year, tomatoes, peppers, etc. With all the rains that we have had in the past week, when can I start amending the soil? I just moved into a house with raised gardens and the dirt is full of weeds. When can I add new dirt and what kind should I add? Uh, great question. I'm sure a lot of other people are battling as well with the weeds and the water. So Rodney, absolutely. You can amend your soil right now in a way. So it's so wet that you really don't want to go out there and manually work your soil. You don't want to dig it up uh, and mix it up right now. It's just there's just too much water in there. If you end up doing that, what you're going to do is you're going to damage the soil. I've seen this done before where you're working overly wet soil and it really uh, degrades the structure of the soil. So you're going to want to wait on any digging. You can remove some of those weeds. And then if you want to add a top dressing, 
of compost or soil conditioner to your gardens right now, two, three, uh, three inch layers, a good place to start with. Um, or as, as much as you think you may need, um, there's you know, th- different ingredients. You can use, you know, earthworm castings, bat guano. You can use chicken manure. You can use uh, soil boosters, soil conditioners, uh, fur mulch. Uh, there's different varieties that you can get. It's really up to you. But uh, organic matter is what you want to add to your garden right now. Um, any any of those that I listed is a good place to start with. Uh, you, I said you can mix it up right now with by just adding it on top and wait to actually stir it up and cultivate it. Because if you dig up that soil, you're going to be doing more harm than good. Um, but that, that's where I would start with. And then the one way you can figure out when it is dry enough to stir up in the spring is go out there and dig up a little bit of soil. If you can squeeze that soil into a ball and if it stays in that shape after you give a little pressure to it, it doesn't just crumble instantly away with some pressure, then you know it's overly wet and you can't work it. So if it stays in that, that little molded up, almost like Play-Doh shape, then it's too wet. If you uh, grab a nice handful of it and make a little dirt ball and you put a little pressure on it, and it instantly kind of explodes uh, into crumbles, then you know it's ready to work. And then you can actually mix in that soil and it's time to cultivate. But of course, uh, rip out those weeds. If you don't want to be stirring up your soil right now, you can actually smother those weeds a little bit. So you can do that with cardboard, plastic as needed. Um, so that's one thing you can do if you do, if you want to handle the weeds now without having to, to actually physically dig up the soil. But uh, ultimately, I think you're going to have a great season. Make sure your garden's getting plenty of sunshine. And if you, if you want peppers and tomatoes, right now is a great time to get down and start thinking about planting your seeds. Not necessarily in your garden, but indoors, especially your peppers. Get them started now and tomatoes pretty soon as well. Because uh, then you can get them started indoors and then you can pick certain varieties that maybe are going to work best for you. By either way, I think you're going to have a great season, so good luck to you. Nice. All right. Thank you, Kevin, and thank you, Rodney, for sending that question in, and uh, best of luck to you on your garden this year. Um, All right, so let's go ahead and switch into the topic at hand. Uh, We're talking roses, specifically pruning, and then we also learn a bit about safety. So uh, I'm really excited to get into this. Anything you want to say before we start, Kevin? Uh, I loved it. I had the best time out there. What a great way to spend a little afternoon. Wonderful people, and I learned so much, so I cannot wait to share this with people. All right, here we go. Let's jump into our interviews out at the Winter Rose Clinic with the Sierra Foothills Rose Society. Here we go. I'm here with Kay Jelton. So Kay, please tell us who you are and what what you're doing today. Hi, I am currently president of the Sacramento Rose Society, and I'm past president of Sierra Foothills Rose Society, which is why I'm here today. Nice. All hail. Um, So I got some questions for you. I I was told you're really knowledgeable uh, about rose care, rose growing, but today we're going to dip into a little bit about uh, the nuts and bolts of maybe rose safety and pruning etiquette and a little little bit of those things. You ready? I'm ready. All right, here's some rapid fire questions for you. Okay. So... I know we, we hear a lot about in between your pruning your roses from rose to rose, you should be sanitizing your pruners. Yes. What is the best way, the most efficient way uh, to do that? And well, why should we be doing that? I you guess? should do that because, especially for the winter pruning and wet, damp, cool weather, you have lots of fungi in particular and bacterial diseases. Uh, fungi such as rust and black spot and other things, as well as can be transmitted to you through dirty equipment. So we clean our pruners between roses. And the easiest way to do that, several ways, um, Baldo Viegas uses spray Lysol out of the can, real convenient. Disinfectant, okay. Um, I get the concentrated Lysol, dilute it with water to the disinfecting concentration recommended on the bottle in a spray bottle, and I just spray my clippers with that. 
or you can use 90% alcohol, isopropyl alcohol, available in any of your drug stores, and just spray your clippers, the blade part down, both sides, till it's wet, let it dry, and if it doesn't dry within 30 seconds, it's basically disinfected, you can use it on the next rose. Now, I want to say something about disinfecting me. Yes, if please. I get... you, you mentioned a little bit about, you know, things <laughs> affecting yeah. us. Yeah, that if that it's almost impossible to prune roses without getting yourself caught up in the thorns or the prickles as we technically call them. And so when they break the skin or puncture through a glove, hopefully you have a tetanus shot within the last 7 to 10 years. If not, go to your doctor immediately talk them into giving you one. That's very, very important in preventing a very serious illness of tetanus. That's why you always think of tetanus as like, you know, getting a nail in your hand or some kind of metal right. scrape, but even a rose thorn. Rose thorns, especially uh, anywhere two feet up from the ground, are contaminated with, especially the rains, how heavy they've been. If you watch how far up the dirt splashes, a good couple feet up. So all those thorns are contaminated. And thorns, a lot of times, puncture you. So that is how the bacteria gets inoculated. That's how I was taught not to wear my other garden gloves and wear the good goat skin ones. Yeah. Those basic ones do you not do the trick. You want to wear puncture resistant gloves if possible. Um, so if that happens in spite of all your efforts to protect yourself. You stop what you're doing immediately. You take your gloves off. You wash the affected area. You disinfect it. I'll do it right from my cart. Grab my alcohol, my 90% alcohol, or even my Lysol spray, and I'll spray my wound. Now I go, ouch, oh, that hurts, but that's okay. I'd rather be safe than sorry. Then dry it off, bandage it up, and if I can then keep it clean the rest of the pruning cycle, I'll go back to my pruning. So don't let it don't let it stay dirty. Wash it off. Wash soon it off as you can. right away. Uh, soap and water or your your soap diluted alcohol if, if you have it nearby. Because what are we trying? You said there's tetanus. Are there any other health problems that can be associated that we're trying to avoid? Right there's like some kind of infection. Is that what occurs? Oh, there. You don't is. want your green thumb to be literally green. Yeah, you don't want your green thumb to get green. And from you know we get scratched a lot of times too. And scratches then can get. Uh, contaminated with dirty soil or dirty gloves, dirty equipment, and then there's, um, do you want me to mention necrotizing fasciitis? People have heard that. It's a nasty Well, I was told you had a background infection. in healthcare anyhow, so you might as well school us up. Yeah, it's a very nasty skin infection. You don't want it, and that's why I stop what I'm doing immediately, cleanse the wound, most important thing. And if something looks like it's going a scratch, looks like it's going to be a little infected, then hot Epsom salt soaks at night, work wonders. There we go. And then if anything doesn't heal, you alert your doctor right away. Sounds great. Uh, one last question for you. Why roses? Why, why, do, why do you love roses so much? Well, why do you wear a rose shirt? Because I love plants and I love the oh. people who grow them. And I love roses. I never thought I would. It was my mother's favorite flower. I thought they were too much work, too much effort, and That's the myth. not pretty all of the time. But I'll tell you what, when I saw Charlotte's Rose Garden and smelled some of these fragrant roses, I said, I have to have some roses. And then once I started growing them, I was hooked. All right. Well, thank you so much, Kay. I appreciate it. And best luck to you in this new, uh, next growing season. Thank you for having me. 
My name is Julie. I am here because my husband wants to help me prune roses, and it's just wonderful to have him visually see. And one of the things that I loved hearing about is because I get so many scratches up my arms is the gloves and the tetanus shot and um, the safety part of it. Sometimes I reach in and it can almost get your eye. Oh, yeah. So also visually, before you even prune a rose, you can see the green canes versus the brown canes. And you know that you're going to take out the dead, diseased and dying, crossing, rubbing. Um, that kind of a thing. So it's really helpful to come to these and get you motivated, get you ready for spring um, and ready to just jump in and start pruning. So when it comes to pruning, we've, we've been with Baldo and some other folks here, we've been learning so much today, mm -hmm. but in, in a very roundabout way for a listener, for a newbie, what how do we prune a rose? Like what, what is a healthy rose look like at the end? Well, roses the, always we look ratty by this time of the year. They do. So when you go in, they're just many, many branches. If you prune from the bottom up, you can prune one stem and it will take out a bunch of- Save yourself some time. <laughs> yes, it does. And so um, I always teach them how to look at it. If it's tiny, skinny branches, those are gonna go. If they're nice, full, green, plump, juicy stems, we might shorten them and take a node where the rose is going to go out. Um, and so we end up with about three, maybe four stems that are just beautiful. And then by the time they bloom, they're they're like vase-like. They're really pretty. Yeah, healthy shape, mm -hmm. open center. Correct, yeah. Lots of blooms. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite rose? Oh my goodness. Uh, my favorite rose, I, I love fragrant roses. I love Firefighter. It's a beautiful red long stem rose. Um, With a lovely fragrance, I mm -hmm. take. It has a super fragrant, very fragrant rose. Mm -hmm. why, why roses? Do you love roses? Yeah, you know, I just, when, I think I was 13 when I started to get into plants. I had them in my bedroom. And then um, I got really fascinated with roses. I went over with Baldo and I did prune with him uh, one year, many years ago. And I just love it. And what that pruning has taught me is I actually prune fruit trees and many trees that way now. You take out dead, disease, dying, crossing, and you know. Open centers, it. outward, upward Correct. growth, mm -hmm. dead disease, dying branches are gone, yeah. yes. Health, you know, healthy yeah. limbs only. Yeah. You learn how to prune a rose, you can prune anything. Love it. Well, thank yeah. you so much. You're uh, welcome. You know, and I want to say uh, hats off to your husband for coming <laughs> with you to learn just so he can run out. I yeah, think that's he fantastic. Wanted to, he wanted to start pruning with me, so. Flowers have a way of bringing people together. <laughs> Anybody who puts her hands into dirt, I don't know, it's the big thing right now, the microbiome. They're saying that they're taking the senior citizens and they're getting their hands in dirt a couple times a week and it's improving their gut and their microbiome. So get it your hands in dirt. It is the best thing you can do. Fantastic. Well, I'm in there like every day. I'm the dirtiest person you can meet, so I, I must be healthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank yeah. you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, so I'm here with, with Bob, a, a relatively uh, fresh rose grower, uh, somewhat new to it. You've been doing it for a year or two now. Well, I've had roses in my yard for years, but I've never pruned them. I, You know, I prune them when I think I need to. But I attended my first class like this with Baldo last year when you had it here. And he made a statement at that time 
Don't worry, you can't kill it by pruning it. And <clears throat> so when I went home and I won a rose as a door prize, so I took it home and it had been pruned here and I used it as an example. I kept looking at that rose that had been pruned and started pruning my own. My first major tool was a saw to cut off some of that stuff that I had been protecting. It's old mature land. Old material stuff. And <clears throat> I thought, well, Baldo said I can't kill it and here we go. And so that was how I started. And then I started pruning the uh, the the limbs and and pruning like he said and looking at this one and that's how I started my roses were better this last summer than they've ever been since I've been producing roses isn't that great and it, it just that one statement gave me the confidence to go out there and just like you know I'm gonna prune prune hard I didn't I never had the confidence to really cut them to feel your your cutting I, that's right I thought I was just trimming you know like getting a haircut and getting a trim job well this I really went to them and cut them like Baldo said to do don't be don't be scared of you can't kill them and I my roses were better last summer than they've ever been well I really appreciate it Bob uh well thank you so much oh you're entirely welcome I knew I was coming to this class this year and any place Baldo is speaking I'm going to be because he he's so good at what he and he's so patient yeah, he's a great teacher. Yeah. His knowledge base, yeah, you said, and his patience kind of yeah. goes hand in hand. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Bob. I wish you the very best this thank upcoming you so growing much. season. I've enjoyed it. Baldo, so nice to talk with you again. How's it going? It's going great. So uh, I caught the very end of your talk. You're fantastic. Uh, all the people here were on the edge of their seats, hanging on your every word. How did that feel? Oh, it's always a pleasure to when uh, when people learn from uh, from. What I, what I try to tell them. I know, yeah, it's fun to teach. So I got some questions for you. First off, it's that time of year. Um, first question, when is the best time to prune our roses? The best time to prune roses is from the middle of December through the middle of fe February. Pruning, I think, to some gardeners, maybe especially you're new, seems maybe difficult. Does pruning a rose, is it easy, is it hard, does it have to be difficult? It's not hard at all. It's the easiest thing around, but for many years, we've been told the wrong ways of pruning roses. They teach us to prune from the top down. And my, what I'm doing in the last 20 years, I've been teaching people to prune from the bottom up because the crown of the rose is the life of the rose. And if you clean the, the uh, crown of the rose, it makes the pruning so much easier. And once you get used to pruning from the from the bottom up, um, you never go back. So, so right here in front of us, we have uh, a rose, and it seems like it's unpruned. Yes. So when this, you first approach this, you said, "What are you going to look for first? What, what's okay. your first line of this attack?" This is a uh, Floribunda rose. This is a, a Floribunda called Chilas Perfume. It's a fantastic rose for this area. Uh, Imagine it smells pretty good. It's beautiful. It's one of my favorite, it's one of my top uh, 20 roses. Uh, That's, that means a lot coming from you, because yes, you, you grow yes, a few roses. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, what I do is I, I look at the, uh, at, the, at the crown of the rose, and right away I see uh, uh, one cane that is dead. So I need to... Kind of discolored, it's gray, yes, it's, it looks um, kind of dry. Yeah, it's dry. 
is rice. You can see, obviously, it's dead. And then this one is too short, and it's, at the end is disease. It uh, has canker. So you get those out, okay? So right now, Baldo's cutting out one of the yeah. limbs you just mentioned, completely um, back to the crown. Yes. So then I start with the, um, with the best cane. Okay, this is my best cane. Okay, so I look for a, a swelling, and that's the that's swelling tells me that that's a bud. Okay, and I look for an outside bud to, uh, to prune to, because you don't want to send the, the growth toward the inside. You want to send the new growth to the outside of the bush. You want to keep the inside clear so that air movement can come in and help you with uh, disease control. So you cut above, above it, and don't worry about the angle. That's another thing that, uh, you know, I used to hear, and there's a lot, of, a lot of this thing in books, that the angle of the cut is very important. That's, that's not necessarily so, okay? I say cut above, above a, an up-facing bud, and don't worry about the angle. Okay, once we determine the, we, once we cut into the, the main cane, that determines the height that we're going to cut things to. Now on this one, you've cut, you started off your first one, it's about, what, a foot and a half yes. tall. Can it be lower, can it be taller? What is can, the, what are the height that we're looking for on a finishedly, on a finished pruned rose? About the knees, uh, knee height for, about as tall as you want. for California roses. Um, what you want to do is you want to leave as many canes with the thickness of a pencil so you can have healthy big roses that you can enjoy. If you, give, if you leave a lot of twiggy uh, growth, you're going to have puny little roses. And I like big roses. Yeah. Okay. What are the common mistakes that maybe a first timer might make not knowing? Uh, what to do, if, what, do you, what do you notice when people are first starting out? What's a mistake that we don't they, want to make? Okay, first of all, they, they cut, they cut, they leave a lot of pegs on the center. They leave a lot of, a lot of growth in the center. In the center? Yeah. Um, a lot of times they don't know the difference between a sucker or root growth in a, in a, in, in a regular cane. How can and we identify a sucker from a, a healthy sucker, cane? A sucker is a uh, is root growth. It's a very vigorous cane that comes from the roots, from below the bud union or the um, or the crown. Well, the, mainly be the bud union, and it's from the roots. And then that is very vigorous. And then if you don't take care of it the first year, it will take over the plant. And in three years, you definitely have to replace the rose. So what I do is I dig dig around until I find the root that's producing that sucker, and then I cut it off. I cut that root Get off. that little devil out of there. Yeah, because if, even if I, if I cut it right above the, um, the root... Just comes back? It just comes back with a vengeance. My so citrus trees do that. Yes. <laughs> Every time. So you want to get rid of that root. What, what bit of advice could you give for people or words of encouragement who are listening right now, who love roses also, but maybe uh, don't have the same confidence or ex experience as you? What, what, what words of encouragement can you give to them to hopefully uh, push them over the edge so that way they can feel confident putting their roses, knowing that they're doing the right thing? Yeah, roses are easy to grow. They're, they have a reputation for being hard to grow, but roses are the easiest plants to grow. 
Um, if you have any questions, uh, uh, reach out to a Rose Society member like me, or uh, you know, we have plenty of uh, members that uh, have beautiful gardens. We always we always have open gardens, and we invite you to our gardens, and so you can see how we garden and what grow what roses grow best in your area. You might have some lousy roses. So we tell you, you know, get rid of some of those roses, get some There's so many different, different varieties of roses, why not yes. grow the best? Correct. Life is too short to deal with lousy roses. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Baldo. Sure. All right, Kevin, we are back, and a big thank you to everyone that we spoke to. Um, of course, we spoke with Baldo, who has been on the show before, but then we also had some new people, and it's always great to have new voices. Uh, but Kevin, what did you think? They were all wonderful. They were so welcoming. Uh, everybody just had a big smile on their faces, and it just it was just great to have a group of people set aside some time dedicated to learning more about roses. I just Something about that just kind of gets me. I love that. And so for me, I had just had the best time. I learned a lot. And I think it's one of those things where I think now it's time, Austin. I got to get a rose. I got to get a rose in my garden ah, now. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's just time. And so uh, I think I'm going to make the, make the leap. Well, with friends like these, you know, I think you're going to be in good hands. If you ever have an issue or you need help, um, there's these society, you know, we're surrounded by rose pros. It's just a good place to be. Some rose pros, some rose bros, some rose <laughs> sisters and rose sisters. <laughs> Don't say the last one. Rose bros, rose, <laughs> rose pros, sisters, misters oh, and sisters. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, absolutely, Austin. They are some, uh, some wonderful folks there. I'm definitely going to give it a shot. And the one thing I really came away as is that roses, they're, they're worthwhile. They're much easier than they're that we're. It's like every week. This is what we're learning. Mm -hmm. Is that th things are easier than than what they seem. Roses are definitely one of those things where they're they're much harder to kill. You just got to give them a little bit of love in the right way, and they're going to pay it back to you. You know, tenfold. Uh, and to be there with some people who are just super passionate about about roses and kind of the the beauty they bring. You know, it's like I want to live in a world where. There are more people who want to just do what these folks are doing, bring more flowers and beauty into the world. I think we need more of that. And so to them, I just I'm so thankful and grateful. And I learned so much. And really what it all comes down to. Here's what I learned, Austin. This is what we learned. We came away with to prune a good rose is you get down to that base and you remove any all your dead, damaged disease canes. You look for any suckers that are growing from below the trunk or the root area. Remove any of those canes that are crisscrossing through the center or uh, ones that are rubbing against each other. Get them gone. Uh, eliminate those older gray canes in established plants, and that'll help stimulate some new growth. Uh, and really just make your cuts slightly above, uh, above a bud that faces outwards, maybe a quarter inch above. And so that outward bud is really going to dictate uh, where that new branch uh, kind of is pointed. So you can really direct your growth as needed. And of course, clean up at the end. Toss all your pruning debris, uh, those, those, all those rose leaves that fall down, those little branches and twigs, kind of scrape them up, pull them back, and throw those away. You don't, you don't want them um, near your, uh, your, your roses anymore. That is basically it. You know, there's so much more. It's one of those things, roses, where it takes a few minutes to learn and a lifetime to master. And that's what I kind of came away with. Uh, these Baldo just smiling, talking to you about, kind of making you feel, feel like it's easy. Mm -hmm. Although, you know, that he his knowledge is just so deep. Hey, Kevin, I actually have a question about something Baldo said. And you just mentioned, too, this thing about the suckers on the rose. Oh, yeah. And I, I think you're referring to, like, little weeds that grow there. Is, is that what it is? I'm not sure what the suckers is that you're talking about. You know, we get these on all, all some of our fruit trees, our citrus, roses. Uh, we'll do this as well. It's You get this growth that will shoot up right from uh, below the, the bud union or the graft area, the crown. 
and it's undesirable growth. And so for them, it's, it's something that you don't want. It'll take away the vigor and strength of your rose and you want to clip it away immediately. Sometimes you actually have to clip out an entire little section of the root if uh, they keep coming back. And so it's one of those things you really want to get it gone. Gotcha. It's part of the rose itself. It's just, it is. It's just we don't want that. Uh, yep. Because it's know, too small. It just well, it's just growth that'll shoot yeah. up, and it and it's not going to give you the desired look that you want, and it's going to take away a lot of energy, and it'll uh, take away from the overall health and beauty uh, of your your rose. So you want them gone as soon as you can notice them. Right now is actually a really good time because you'll see them start to emerge, um, and so even if and if you see more grow as things warm up, then you got you want to get them gone early and often. Nice. All right. Well, I hope everyone has uh, had an opportunity here to learn uh, about better pruning techniques and safety in the garden. And hopefully it's just motivated and inspired to get out there and uh, get in the garden, make stuff happen. Uh, That is all the time we have for this week. Kevin, take us out. Well, thank you so much, Austin. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Another wonderful week. Talking roses. I mean, come on. How great is that? Uh, such a wonderful world we live in. Let's let's get some more roses going, folks. Let me, I'll put the challenge out there. Let's grow some more roses one way or another. Uh, and I think what's one of those things where, uh, from all the folks we learned from is they have gardens that are just massive and go- gorgeous and beautiful. It's hard to even compare and compete. I think for me and a lot of other folks, it might just be one single rose that, we, that that I can grow at home and enjoy. So even if it's that, yeah, even if it's just a rose growing out of the crack in the ground, uh, it's one of those things where you can really bring an amazing amount of beauty to a, 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 any location with a rose. So it's something to consider for any gardener. So until next time, garden friends, have an amazing week. We can all be dreaming about roses. Until next Friday, friends, happy gardening to you all. And please never stop growing. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of Kevin Jordan or his guests. These gardening tips and suggestions may work for you, as well as those from alternative sources. When using any garden products or tools, read and follow all label directions.